GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. everyone to this week's episode of the last action podcast as you could tell by our little opening there we are talking about the a team but before i do i want to introduce my a team and this time i'm not gonna call you both guests i'm gonna be nice about this hovercraft joe if you were a member of the a team which member of the a team would you be uh feel like I, I'm either a Hannibal or a Murdoch. Okay, that's fair. Dave, what do you think about yourself first? I'm 100% a Murdoch, and Joe is not a Murdoch. You are right. nearly whimsical enough to be Murdoch. Hannibal, right, maybe. Okay. You're also not so, much of an alpha male, so... So you're basically saying, I'm not a member of the AT. More or less, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what it I mean... Like. I'd say you're more kind of a, a fairly homely face man. Wow. <laughs> Coming in hot. Whew. Well, all right. So who did you say you wanted to be, Dave? I missed that. I'm Murdoch, and you're Hannibal, Nob Snyder. I'm Hannibal? I'm sorry, LPJ. What? I, am I Hannibal, or am I just like a not good looking face? Because I can get shit done. I can talk people maybe, into stuff. Maybe a weak BA? Ooh, a this is BA. already this is already off to a dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> also, while you were playing that music in the intro, we got together and built something, <laughs> which is good. Which is good because that's what we need. Yeah. We need more stuff. No. We need assembly montages. Well, maybe, which you know what, should... this movie did not have nearly enough of that. Well, let's go it back. Had and... One pretty big one. Yeah, let's but go back and build a good. better intro to this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> Faceman didn't seduce anyone to get like sheet metal. Oh, he got that lady's press pass. Uh, he seduced her in the beginning. Yeah, but it's it's always better when he gets random stuff like scuba gear, or you know, <laughs> you know, like a like a like a hydrofoil or some crazy shit like that. That's always oh, the most fun. The stuff, stuff. they're getting in the beginning was pretty random, and it also got even more random. We're like, yeah, we're gonna have um, Murdoch do a Braveheart reference. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Anyway. Yeah, but if- yeah, <laughs> we, should, we should roll it back a little bit here. We are, of course, talking about the A-Team from 2010. Hovercraft Joe, take it away. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, you said 2010. It was actually released uh, June 3rd, 2010. Um, I, we brought in uh, Tush because he is something of an A-Team expert. Uh, so why don't you maybe uh, briefly, I'm going to say that because we are talking to the Tush, give us the background yes. on the show and the movie for you, Dave. Like, well, where, yeah, where definitely really that like, you can't really talk about your experience with the movie without talking about your experience with the show. And I was pretty young at for, like the first run. I mean, like, you know, but like, so I was pretty young when the show was first out, but then it was in syndication, like throughout my childhood. So I've probably seen every episode and I just loved it as a kid, so I was really, and they had been talking about making a movie for years and years and years, and we'll probably talk about some of those different proposed incarnations, but, and then this finally came out, and it was just like, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I'm sure I saw it opening night at the theater, and you know, it's become kind of a cult classic, but I absolutely loved it, I, I you know. Uh, what about you, uh, LPJ? Um, I was old enough to have seen the show not necessarily like, like when it first came out for the most part. Um, and I used to hang out at my, at my grandma's house a lot. Um, when I was in this age, age range, when the movie, when the TV show came out and the neighbors, the neighbors next to us, their grandsons 
we would play a team. We would have these baseball bats, these wiffle ball bats, pretend they were guns, and then run around <laughs> being a team. I always had to be Murdoch for you know reasons, and um, yeah. So so I, I've seen a ton of these episodes, uh, and I love the a team. Uh, as far as the movie goes, I did not get a chance to go see the movie in theaters when Hovercraft Joe and Jody and, and they went and, and went went and saw it. Um, I didn't catch it actually until probably three years after it came out on video, like on, on the streaming services. So this is only the second time I've seen the movie watching it for this, for this episode. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, well, for the most part with the show, I, I feel like I'm fairly similar to you guys. I, I mean, I was alive, I think when it was first run, but I feel like, uh, like Tush, I probably caught it more in syndication, but I, I do remember uh, specifically. Um, I guess it doesn't exist anymore, but it was like Spike TV when I was in college. One yeah. of my last years, like they would show it during the day, and I remember it was like I would watch it like every day. Um, and, and I was a big fan of the show uh, and was excited about the movie. Uh, I do remember seeing it opening day. I own it. I've seen it a ton of times. I remember watching it a lot when it was on TV and. So uh, just just a, a big a fan of it, and I and I kind of threw this one out to you, um, LPJ, and I think we'll kind of talk about it more. But I kind of find this to be in the banner of like the underappreciated, like overlooked, like kind of action movies, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, um, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. I have a quick story, a team story from my childhood. We went camping, and I forgot my favorite like doll that I needed to sleep at home. I was probably like three or four. And my parents are just like here and just handed me a Murdoch like, action figure. <laughs> like, here, just sleep with this and shut up, you know. So for a while, for that trip at least, I slept with a Murdoch action figure to keep the monsters away. <laughs> and like, let, I would say uh, a brief description if you're not familiar, because you know people might not know the TV show. Um, it, I think the movie does a pretty good job translating and updating it. But they were like sure. a crack commando unit. Uh, I believe in the show they were in like Vietnam, right? Like yes. that was their thing, uh, and they were convicted of a crime that they didn't commit, and they broke out. And then they're like, "If you can find them, maybe you can hire them." Uh, I would say that every episode of the A Team, and Dave is more the expert than me, is basically like someone always finds the A Team. They're not that hard to find. Yeah. They always find them. They hire them. Generally, I would say that some business is being like muscled out of business it's by true. somebody else. The A-team will save them, they'll build something, they'll fire a lot of bullets, never shoot anyone, and then at the end they usually don't take payment. Is that like it's a... true. That's usually the thing. I don't know how they keep they, they keep themselves in bullets that don't <laughs> hit people and stuff like that. Also, prior seasons, guest stars became a very big thing on the A-team. So you yes. have Hulk Hogan, Boy George, you know, like, it was... There were some great ones, you know. Uh, William the Refrigerator Perry... <laughs> well anyways okay let's talk about some of the numbers of this movie so this movie has a budget of 110 million dollars its domestic gross is only 77 million and its worldwide is 177 million so not a big success um in fact i think some of the stuff i saw was that they were you know banking on this being more of a franchise and we're gonna make a sequel and then uh, had such a disappointing box office return that everything kind of got nixed on it. Yeah, and um, I can't figure out why it did have a it did have a bad run in the theaters. Like it it seemed like it was advertised well. I was excited to see it. I just didn't get a chance to. I remember a lot of people talking about it. I can't. I don't really know why it didn't do as well, well as it did. Well, I think maybe sometimes, and I don't know. I mean, I didn't do any research on this, but sometimes I think maybe they overestimate the draw of a remake of a tv show because it's like if you're not familiar with the a-team as a show like what is this movie to you you know like that's even true if you see the advertisement and stuff like <clears throat> i feel like nostalgia and people that watch the show like i don't think this movie was drawing in people not familiar with the a-team probably that's fair. i think another issue was that the audience for this is a little older and they dropped it right in summer blockbuster season Whereas, like, because that, that was, like, now, year-round, movies do well. Back then, the logic was, oh, no, only summer and Christmas. That's, o that's the only time you really make money. Now, like, 
now, especially with like every other Liam Neeson old man action movie, they had dropped this in February. Mm-hmm. You know that I think it might have it would have taken longer to make money, but I think it might have done better. Maybe uh, that's that's a good point. Um, okay, so this movie has a Rotten Tomatoes of forty nine percent and an audience score of sixty six percent. So that seems to track. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, top grossing movies of 2010, you have Toy Story 3, number one. Number two is Alice in Wonderland. And number three is Iron Man 2. This movie, The A-Team, comes in 44th in the domestic box office. And other movies that we have covered on this podcast from 2010 are number 21, The Other Guys. Number 28, The Expendables. And number 92, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. So that also brings up a point that of the two of the three top movies, I don't think people had that great a taste this year. <laughs> no. Wasn't it was it a super great year for movies? Um, no. Okay, so let's talk about the cast of the uh, A-Team. Uh, so you mentioned Liam Neeson already. You got Liam Neeson as uh, Hannibal or uh, was it, is he Captain or what is he? Uh, colonel. colonel. He's a Colonel. Colonel. Colonel Hannibal, Hannibal Smith. Hannibal Smith. Okay, yes. Uh, Bradley Cooper is face. You can say their actual like uh, it just has their uh, yeah code names, if you will. Templeton uh, yeah, Templeton Tech. Yeah. Uh, then I'm gonna butcher this one, but Schlart Schart Schart Chardo Copley. Charlto, okay. Yeah, Charlto Copley. Charlto Copley as uh, Murdoch. Yep. H M uh, Murdoch. <laughs> and uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson as uh, B A Baracus. Bosco B A Baracus. There you go. Uh, other people of note, uh, Jessica Biel playing Carissa Sosa, uh, Patrick Wilson plays Lynch, uh, Gerald McRaney as General Morrison, uh, Brian Bloom as Pike. Anyone else you guys want to mention? Obviously, there's the, there's the cameo. Yep. And um, Danny Trejo. Yeah, I mean, no one... Re- no, oh, sorry, oh, a, there's a couple that's cameos. Triple X, that you- sorry, that's Triple X. <laughs> nope. I watch you, I watch I literally watch these movies back to back. So some of the stuff's bleeding together. Well, spoiler alert for a future well, episode. Yeah, there's there's cameos by Dirk two Friday. out of the three living uh cast members, but they're actually at the end credits, so there is um and I'm sure I've watched it before, but I did see on Prime there is an extended cut of this. Like, oh yeah, I own it. Okay. What's I don't, the difference? I guess it's a little more violent. There's really not that much more to it. I mean it's just like like you see it like when when you know BA breaks the guy's neck it's a little more clear that's what happened Got you know okay. and yeah. uh oh you know what it didn't mention a uh uncredited John Hamm Yeah I was about to bring that up Exactly that that was one of the cameos I was you know I was okay. going towards There's a All real right, there's so- a real deep cut real deep cut uh Brian Bloom is in this he plays uh Pike He's yeah, I like said a Brian f- Bloom Oh you did? Yeah Oh I'm sorry He's a famous so voice ahead. actor. He does uh he does yes. like voice acting for pretty much every cartoon show you could possibly imagine. Well, and he was, he was uh, Do you guys remember the Action Pack on yep. Channel 20 where that's where Hercules came from? Yep. They always had, and he was basically the replacement for Burt Reynolds. He was the new Bandit in like the oh. Smokey and the Bandit remake type movies. So Well, he was also one of the writers of this movie. So there you go. Sometimes um, they have they give the writer an acting role so they can have them on set and not pay extra for it. Yeah, but this is a pretty big role. That That's he true. Yeah. Um, okay, so you guys want to do some net worths real quick? Not real quick. Okay. Actually, yep. I actually have quite a few of them, but let's go. Let's start with uh, John Hamm. He's got that sweet, sweet Mad Men money. What do you think, LPJ? Um, he's got that sweet, sweet um, guest stars on a lot of podcast money. It's real weird. Like he's always showing up on comedy podcasts. Uh, he's got. Let's see. I'll go fifty million. All right. What do you think, uh, Tush? Well, he's got that sweet, sweet John Ham's John Ham, which is toilet, <laughs> which is ham you eat in the bathroom. And if it if it feels like ham, don't mess with it. I think he probably has yeah about fifty or sixty million. Let's go fifty. I already <laughs> said like fifty. We- Okay, fine, 60. Let's go 60. I was like, okay, uh, you've been on the show a lot. We don't do ranges. Okay, you, let's go 60. 45 million for John Hamm. Right, okay, okay. Uh, next up, Gerald McRaney. He's got that sweet, sweet major dad money. Uh, what do you think, Tush? Well, I don't know about the money, Hasby. Is that sweet, sweet Delta Burke? So, 
Delta Burke. Um, he's I, he's, he's married to Delta Burke. I think he has five million. Um, let's see. Um, he's got that sweet, sweet. He's got that sweet, sweet Simon and Simon money. <laughs> there you go. That is an old show. Uh, I'm gonna go twelve million. Uh, eight million for right. uh, okay. Jared McGrinney. All right, next up, Patrick Wilson. He's got that sweet, sweet Aquaman money. What do you think, LPJ? Ooh, he's got that sweet, sweet Watchmen money. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty-five million. Okay, what do you think, uh, Tish? Um, I think he has that sweet, sweet um, your friends and neighbors money, and uh, I could say twenty million. Seven million for Patrick Wilson. Uh, okay, next up, Jessica Beale. She's got that sweet, sweet. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry Money. What do you think, Tush? Ah, she's got that sweet, sweet married to Justin Timberlake money. Um, I'm gonna say she has fifty million. She's got that sweet, sweet Blade Trinity money. Thank you very much. Ooh, <laughs> <clears throat> and she obviously has thirty-three million because of Blade Trinity. Get it? Threes, all threes. Ah, there it is. You guys are lowballing Jessica Biel. She's got two hundred and fifty million dollars. Holy shit! That has to be like a that has to be a combined asset with her husband. Nope, she's got that sweet. She's got that sweet, sweet seventh heaven money. Yeah, maybe she got like fat syndication money from seventh heaven. Maybe she got paid a lot for that magazine that she got in trouble for. You know, posing for. All right, next up, uh, Charto Copley. He's got that sweet, sweet District 9 money. That's the only other movie I know that he's in. So what do you think? Oh, I can LBJ? get you. Uh, As he desperately searches his internet movie database. No, page. I couldn't remember if he was in Hardcore Henry or not. He is. Okay. Dang it. That's the one I was going to use. That's, <laughs> he is. I was like, oh, was it him or was it? Yeah, no, it's hard. it's him. Yeah, so he's got the sweet, sweet Hardcore Henry money, which is a great movie, by the way. We oh, it's a to- good movie. We should yeah. totally do that one. Um, eight million. Okay. Tush. He's got that sweet, sweet. I'm pretty sure he's in the remake of Old Boy Money, so I'm gonna say he has nine million. Uh, fifteen million dollars. Oh, nice. Okay. Home stretch here. Next up, Quentin Rampage Jackson got that sweet, sweet. Used to fight in the UFC money. What do you think? I, I don't know who went first last time. LPJ. He's got that sweet, sweet, love the book, The Secret Money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut for you, too. I'll go... I'm going to go $100 million. All right. Uh, Tush? He's got that sweet, sweet, playing off LPJ's thing here. Sweet, sweet. Drives around and getting in hit-and-run accidents. In a truck with a picture of him on it, money. <laughs> I'm gonna say he has fifty million. Oof, you guys are way too generous for Quentin Rampage Jackson. He has four million dollars. Are you kidding um, me? Wow. He did not manage his funds well. Not good with his money. I mean, hey. I didn't ask him, I didn't see his bank statements, but from the website I get all this information. Yes. Okay, last two. Bradley Cooper. What do you think, Tush? He's got that sweet, sweet. Uh, a star is born money? Ooh. Well, he's got that sweet, sweet kitchen confidential where he basically played Anthony Bourdain on Fox for like six episodes uh, money. <laughs> so I'm going to say he ha- he's got to be doing well. He has $150 million. Okay. Uh, LPJ? He's got that sweet, sweet, was an audience member on um, the Inside the Actor Studio money. Um, That's true. <laughs> he totally was. <laughs> Uh, I'll go 175 million, 100 million for okay. Bradley Cooper, and then finally he's come up a lot, or at least a couple of times on the podcast. Liam Neeson, he's got that sweet, sweet movie where he was a guy that killed people and drove a snowplow movie money. <laughs> Cold Pursuit, that movie okay. fucking rocks. Thank you, Cold Pursuit. He's got that Cold Pursuit money, uh, sweet, sweet Cold Pursuit money. What do you think, Tush? Um, I think he's got that literally has a movie coming out every other month money where he, he's an old guy killing people. But let's specifically say he's got that sweet, sweet Excalibur money. Uh, I'm sure he held on to it. He's got $250 million. All right. What do you think, LPJ? He's got that sweet, sweet. Was it Rob Roy? Was he in Rob Roy? He was in Rob Roy. There it is. He's got that sweet, sweet Rob Roy money. I'll go $200 million. 
145 million okay. for Liam Neeson. Now, I like how we talk. See in the background behind me, there's my Michael Collins poster. So, oh, all right, he's got a sweet, sweet Michael Collins money. I like how we always talk about uh, Liam Neeson every time we talk about him in the podcast, where it was where he was like, "I'm not making any more action movies," and that was yeah. like a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that, literally this, all this he makes. He stopped saying that like in like the last couple of years. He's like, yeah. They keep bringing the Brinks truck up to my house, so he's you know. basically like I feel like he's like Steven Seagal or Jean Claude Van Damme now. Yeah. Where I just there'll be like a there'll be like a movie on a streaming service. I'm like I've never heard of this, but it stars Liam Neeson. I don't know. I think all of his at least get a token theatrical release. Like the one he's got right now actually sounds kind of cool. That memory. I think I could check it out this weekend. Eh, all right. I, I hear it's pretty forgettable. <laughs> there it Boom. is. There it That's is. It. We should. We should just nicely done. Show's over. Show yeah. over. Drop the mic. Episode podcast done on that joke. We're over. Uh, How do you drop the mic when it's attached to your computer? Oh, uh, you just ruined the moment. Okay, let's talk about taglines. Uh, no, we're going to talk about the director. Uh, and by that, I mean I'm going to tell you that the director is Joe Carnahan. I have nothing yeah. else to say about him. He directed uh, Narc, which is that movie that uh, yeah. he just filmed Ray Liotta and Jason Patrick walk around Detroit harassing people without a permit. <laughs> Pretty much. He did. Uh, yeah. he, he wrote, directed Smoke and Aces. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, he w- and the writers, we mentioned Brian Bloom, Joe Carnahan, and some dude named Skip Woods are the writers on this. Um, and the, uh, the music uh, is by our good old friend alan Silvestri. Yep. that so, dude this so, dude has come up so much on this show so i in in honor in on in honor of that so mentioning that so as far as Silvestri music goes is this a phone it in Silvestri, or is this a uh did a good job Silvestri, or somewhere in between phone it in i think I don't... it fits i think it fits pretty well I don't I think, think there's any point where I'm like, oh, this music is so pedestrian or anything. Yeah. You know? I think okay, I'll give it an in between. It's not yeah. one of his standouts, but I guess maybe it's not a phone in. I'll say it's an in between for him. I think the problem he has is the most iconic music in it he didn't write. It's you know, it's like people want to hear the original theme, you know. That's true. Uh okay, so taglines, you mentioned it. There's only two of them listed. First one is there is no plan B. They don't need one. All right. And then the second one is the classic. If there's a problem, if no one else can help and if you can find them, dot, 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 that's it. But remember, as we talked about, like people were always finding them like, yeah, I don't know how they did. There was not hard at all. There's a list of things that always happens in every episode of the A-Team. It's one, somebody always finds them. Uh, Yeah. Two, it's. You're right. It's it's uh, some small business owner getting muscled out of their shop. Um, but I feel like they had to like stretch it. I remember seeing an episode oh, yeah. once where it was like a like traveling like rodeo that was getting muscled out of business. I remember yes. once it was like a pop factory <laughs> getting muscled out of yeah. business. A like volunteer fire department getting muscled out of business. So when they found them, it was all they almost always found them. In the fact that like Hannibal would have a terrible disguise on, yeah, yes. and no one else would. Everyone else just be like, "Oh yeah, we're just hanging out in the van." But Hannibal would have like a he's either a dirty old man or a, like a clown, or at one point a giant lizard. You know. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question, and then we gotta get into the plot. I know we can't talk yeah. about the TV show forever, but am I remembering right that there was an episode, even though they were wanted fugitives, where Murdoch was on Wheel of Fortune? Absolutely, there was. <laughs> that they were no longer wanted fugitives. And oh. Murdoch was always kind of iffy because he was in and out of the mental institution. Oh, okay. All so, right, well, yeah. Anyways, okay. So before we get into the plot on this, does anyone have anything else they want to mention or, or um, talk about? How much should we talk about the episode where they teamed up with Rick James to break Isaac Hayes out of prison? I didn't, I didn't know that was an episode. Wow, I have not <laughs> seen that one. <laughs> Oh, it's well. Isaac Hayes isn't playing; is not playing himself, but Rick James definitely is. And it's ironic, considering not that long later he would need the A team to break him out of prison. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's oh, go. We should mention that without giving away our location, we are all very close to George Papard Hannibal's grave in the yeah. area that we live. So. I mean, people know we're in Michigan. I think. Yeah. I mean, we're not giving our Google map location, but we're in Dearborn, uh, Michigan. I've been there. There, there was that uh, funny incident at the uh, Comic-Con one year 
with uh, oh maybe maybe you should tell that real quick Ooh, yeah yeah so we're we're at comic con and uh, Dwight Schultz and Dirk Benedict are you know giving like a like a talk like a an A team talk and uh, Dwight Schultz walks in and says we're really sorry uh, um oh my god why does why does his name just was well, this thing along the lines like Mr T couldn't be here but we are gonna have a reunion with uh, George Papard no they said George Papard's gonna be a little late. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that like many of those panels are, it was just a lot of like nerds asking questions that we don't care about. Yeah, but the thing is, um, Dwight Schultz and Dirk Benedict would make fun of everyone who got up to leave early. So we're like, yes. we want to leave, but we can't. Yeah. You know, it's true. nothing against those fun. two, but you know. Anyway, okay, moving on. Plot of the A team. We start off. We're in Mexico. Uh, Hannibal. Uh, he's being beat up by these like crooked police officers. Uh, he escapes uh, because he they're they're gonna shoot him with his gun, but they're like, "Oh, you dummy! It's missing the firing pin." But he had the firing pin so he could get himself free. Um, Ba, we're introduced to Ba. He's just in Mexico stealing cars. We're never really explained why he is. No, he had uh, just gotten out of jail, and he was headed back to that chop shop to pick up his. To is pick that up what it is? I yeah. thought he yeah, was. Yeah, like he I, did a job for them after getting out of jail, and so like then he kept pay off his van. Right. You know, the yeah, iconic A team van. I thought he was stealing cars for them to get his van back or get out he of jail. He was. It's, it's both. You're both right. Yeah. It was, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they have his van, the iconic AD. I like when he beats up those guys. I like how they're casually just like talking about how strong BA is in this movie because in that fight scene, he kicks a dude and he like flies across the room, <laughs> and, like, smashes into a glass window. Um, so, and he's a big fan of the van. Uh, he really loves that van. Uh, Face is captured by this like crooked Mexican general, I guess. I can't remember what his name is. Um, Hannibal, after he gets free, he coincidentally like hijacks BA's van. I like how he just like shoots him in the arm because he's like trying to hijack the van, and BA's like, Oh, you're gonna have to shoot me to take the van. And he just like shoots him, like wings him in the arm, and he's like, I had to show you how serious I am. Um, so he gets in the van, they both they find out that they're both uh army rangers because they have the tattoo. Uh, they go and they save face. Uh, not save face from themselves, but the actual character. <laughs> they, they do that too. Yeah. Uh, it would have looked really bad if he died. So, you know, they save <laughs> so face. They, so they save face and they're trying to get away and they go to this like hospital down there in Mexico. Cause they're, I think they're supposed to be meeting up with the pilot, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's at the hospital. And like, that's when they're introduced to Murdoch and he's like a patient there and he's pretending to be a doctor and he like, sews up like a uh, BA's arm, but he does it in a lightning bolt. And then he like randomly sets Faces arm on fire. Too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's howling mad. Do you think they overdid it with introducing him as being crazy, or was it like the? No, right I think that was probably. I mean, do I smell gas? Do I smell gas? You know, and yeah, because that was so, kind of that was his introduction in the original series too. Like after after they went to jail, like the whole thing was they had to break him out of prison, break him out of the mental institution in order. Yeah. To- wasn't that wasn't that the thing? Like almost every other episode, yeah. they had to get well, him out yeah, of the they mental institution. No, they would alternate. And sometimes it'd be in the same episode, but a lot of times they would alternate. Like they had to either figure out how to get BA on a plane or figure <laughs> out how to get um, Murdoch out of the mental hospital. Yep. Uh, okay. So they, they go up to the roof and they, there's a helicopter up there. Uh, so they take off in it. Uh, he knocks that air conditioning unit off the roof and just completely destroys the van, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny that, that like was funny. 10, 15 minutes into this movie and the AT van is just crushed. Like I, that was kind of funny. It's like, they- that would piss off some people, but it just made sense. Like, yeah, you're not going to have the van in Iraq with them. You know, you're not going to, you know, yeah, you, well, you, had to, you know, that's the thing. It's like, they had it, but like, reasonably at least for this if they had made more movies maybe but for this one it's like well yeah you can't have them doing army missions driving around in the van so yeah 1980s gmc van i believe it was (laughs) um so there's a big helicopter chase uh murdoch does some like crazy flips and twists and stuff and like ba almost falls out of the helicopter uh establishing his fear of flying uh for the rest of the film uh, but then they trick that Mexican general into flying into uh, U.S. airspace, and he gets blown up, which I kind of like that. Yep. Um, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so we uh, oh, and then we get the classic uh, Hannibal line where he says he loves it when a plan comes together, uh, which is like I don't know. Did he say that every episode? It was definitely his catchphrase. Though. He said a lot. Yeah, quite often he would say it. Yeah. Um, oh, we also forgot to mention when they introduce uh, BA Rampage's movie, he's got the tattoos on his uh, knuckles. One says pity and one says fool. Yes. Uh, in a uh, uh, homage, if you will, to uh, Mr. T, who always said he pitied the fool. Um, well, well though, it's funny because I was reading in like kind of trivia that if you actually look back on the A-Team show, he never actually fully said that. But he does say it in Rocky 3 and he would say it in, like in some of his other like. Right. Yeah, like yeah. in real life, I feel like he would. Yeah, say he it. does, and he and Mr. T's a nice guy, so he genuinely has pity for fools. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, okay, so we jump ahead eight years. It says eight years and eighty successful missions later, um, we're in Iraq. I think it's the end of the second Gulf War, is what they say. Yeah, I would right? have to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we're introduced to Jessica Beale as Captain Sosa. She has like history of face. They used to date. Um, and we're also introduced to uh, Patrick Wilson playing Lynch, uh, who's a this guy, a guy from the CIA. I love Patrick Wilson in this. He is so smarmy, and like he's like the worst. He's he, but like he's also so good in the role. Yeah. Like, it's hard oh, yeah. to describe that line when the guy says she's DOD, and he's like, I don't care, she's GOD. It's like, oh dang, it's <laughs> yep. sweet. Yeah, but he's just like he's such an asshole in this movie, but he's so good at it. Like he's just like. That know. is one thing I'll say. The casting in here is pretty spot on. Like, I don't know that anyone is poorly chosen in this film. No, I like all the performances. Yeah. Even even Rampage, I yeah, feel like he was does great. a pretty good job. I thought he was good. I would say Rampage's like portrayal is actually kind of more realistic than like Mr. T's, you know? Yeah, potentially. Pro- probably true. Discord, come and get me. <laughs> You're not even on the uh, uh, Discord, so you know people will still talk smack. If people were going to respond to anything on the Discord, it's when you said that James Conn could beat up Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So, uh, so like the thing about it is, is that like it's the end of the the Second Gulf War, and there's they have these plates right in in Baghdad where that they're, they're actual like U.S. mint plates, I guess. I, don't, I can't remember how they got them. Yeah. But yeah. they're trying to smuggle them out of the city uh, so they can like basically just print U.S. money, right? Correct. Like that's yeah. kinda... So they want the A-team to go in and recover these plates, right? Uh, but like Lynch kind of wants them to do it on the down low because Jessica Beale is like, hey, stay out of Baghdad. Don't go in there and get these plates. But like Major Dad and Lynch and them kind of concoct this plan where they're going to go and do it. Well, right? Is that- well, Major Dad doesn't want them to go and do it. He well, orders them not on to. the on the surface. He on the surface, yeah. At this it. point, yeah, he orders them not to go and do it. But he kind of realizes that they're going to go and do it anyway, so he sort of begrudgingly gives them his blessing. Okay. So, uh, because otherwise they're going to have this uh, Black Forest do it, which is like these military contractors. That's like Pike is like the head of that, and that's when they're introduced to Pike. Right. Uh, so then we get the A-team getting ready to pull off this mission. That's where we get our first kind of like montage, I would say, of this movie is them like gathering the stuff they need for this mission. You know, like the video camera, and the press passes. Yep. And uh, it, if, if you were BA and you had just successfully made a super powerful magnet, like what would you say when it worked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he says when he gets the magnet to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then they go into Baghdad. Uh, who wants to give a quick synopsis of how their plan works when they steal these plates back? LPJ. Well, we don't have like a model to do it, so I don't know if we can really fully explain. I, I don't this. know that I can explain this. It, it like <laughs> Okay, basically, they hijack the truck and then dump it in the water and then pick it up with but, a helicopter. Like with, but they float it with airbag. So here's okay. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. Here's what. Here's what happens. <laughs> okay. So they essentially this it's this big semi cargo carrier, right? Uh, they rivet, they hot rivet airbags from cars to the sides of this thing, crash the truck into the river, so that it inflates the airbags. So that they can then pick it up with a helicopter and fly it to safety. Um, well, it's not really a helicopter, is it? Or isn't it one of those big? Yeah, lights? it's an Osprey. Okay, thank you. It's an Osprey, um, but airbags. First of all, they don't work like that. 
Airbags <laughs> inflate and then immediately deflate. They don't stay inflated like that, and they're not buoyant. That's just not how they work. Yeah, and even if they were, I don't think like the six that were on there would like no, keep that thing really. afloat for any no. period of time. Um, you forgot they also make like a really big deal about that motorcycle that BA has, and then like literally he does like nothing with it. Yeah, nothing, not a thing. Um. So so yeah. So they they pull off the plan. Uh, and, and they get back to base, and that's when, like, uh, like General Morrison is like, oh, I'm going to come meet you guys, and he's driving in this Humvee, but then, like, the Humvee blows up, yep. and then, like, the, the container blows up, and there's, like, money everywhere, and they can't find the plates. So the A-team gets arrested, and they get sent to prison because there's no evidence. Like, this wasn't on the books as an operation, so no one can prove that they weren't there just to steal the plates, and because no one knows where the plates are. Uh, they basically get uh, six months later, or they get or they get tried and convicted and like stripped of their rank and sent to prison. Um, and then we jump ahead six months, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so uh, Lynch goes and meets Hannibal in prison because Lynch wants to get find the plates. I love that little bit where he's like, "Oh yeah, we've been tracking the plates," and he shows like that picture. He's like, "But it's kind of blurry." And Hannibal's like, "Oh," yeah. and he has like a better copy of the picture, right? Like a, um, and that's where he gets that like, I, I wish I had written it down, but that like great thing where he's like, "Oh, you give me this amount of time, I'm good. You give me like, it's like six like six hours, I'm good. Like six uh, weeks, I'm great. He's like six months, I'm unbeatable or whatever, basically. Yep. Um, so he still has all these contacts. So um, uh, he's basically like, hey, if you get us all cleared and like, you know, our records cleared and all this stuff, we'll we'll get the plates for you. So he agrees to it. Uh, he fakes his own death and he uh, escapes from prison. Uh, he goes and breaks face out. I like when they show face in prison and he's like, <laughs> got a tanning bed and like everyone loves him in the prison and like uh it's just kind of funny it's like uh, it it is like it is the epitome of that character yes like it is absolutely Um, uh uh uh, yes good yeah uh so then they um then they go to get ba out and conveniently he's being like transferred in a bus at the time yeah um uh i don't know so they like they shoot like a a grappling hook and like pull the back door off and he kind of like slides on the back door or whatever and gets away um uh, then they go to like a diner and they find out that he has taken a vow of non-violence they don't ever really explain why he took the vow of non-violence yeah i don't yeah, know they just they, they go they definitely explain why it's bullshit though and that non-violence is for pussies <laughs> even like use a gandhi quote to be like yeah stop being a bitch you know <laughs> i mean you're not wrong it is kind of like uh we'll get into a little more at the reveal at the end so then they have to go to germany uh burdock's in like a psychiatric hospital um so they do like a gag where they they send like a movie and it's like a 3d movie and the movie is like playing the original a-team theme and there's like a van driving toward like uh or whatever but i'm like how did they find this movie did they make it themselves because like basically it's supposed to be like a 3d thing and it like just as it gets to where it looks like it's coming through the screen they actually crash through the wall yeah but 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 why why even bother why not just crash (laughs) through the wall crash it through the wall is way louder than what that movie's going to be. And it's not like people are going to be fooled. Like, oh, that movie's really in 3D. No, no, no. A truck just crashed through the wall. Well, okay, because it's basically to get the it's to get the crazy people acting even more crazy as a distraction. And, like, Jessica Alba explains... I'm sorry, oh. Jessica Biel explains. Oh, I know. Jessica Biel explains that they excel at the absurd. Well, that's the thing, because at this point, like, Jessica Biel and her crew are kind of like... They know that they're breaking out and they're there uh, trying to get the A-team. Um, so they, they they get Murdoch. They're driving the Humvee. They steal a plane. Um, the plane gets shot down by drones and they're like, they're in this tank that's in there parachuting down. Uh, and they like, I like when they like, they're steer, they're, they're like firing the gun to like move the tank in the air, which I don't know if that would work in real life, but anyways, but I do like uh, when they're like uh, at, at the army base and they're like, are they trying to shoot down that drone? And Jessica Beale's like exasperated and like, no, they're trying to steer that tank or drive the fly tank. the tank. Oh yeah, 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 fly the tank. That's what it is. Because um, they basically maneuver it 
so it falls into a lake. And there's that guy fishing with dynamite, and I'm like, did that guy get killed when the tank crashed in the water? They never say. It kind of seemed like and, uh, he did. But... And his wife seemed real happy about it. It's true. <laughs> she was. Cool I don't know if dynamite's that easy to get a hold of in Germany. I feel like, you know, maybe some other countries, but I don't know if Germany is that easy to get, like, weapons of that sort. <laughs> well, anyways... So Jessica Biel uh, finds out that it was Lynch that visited uh, Hannibal in prison and kind of remembers him. She calls him and they have like a talk. Um, here's a question I have for you guys. They say this a lot in the movie. Can they, they refer to the one guy constantly as the Arab. Can you say that? Is that okay? Like they yeah. keep calling yeah. the guy the Arab. Okay. I didn't know yeah. if that was like. I mean, okay. they're saying Arab, not Arab. So okay. yeah. it's a little okay, better. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough, because they keep seeing Pike with some guy, some some Arabic guy, then they keep calling him the Arab. So um, so then they, they have a plan to, like, meet up with Jessica Beale at the airport, and I'm like, was Lynch just going to kill Jessica Beale? Uh, I feel like that was his plan at the airport. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. what it was. So, but Face is there and kind of rest. I think the like, plan was they were going to blame it on the A-team. Yeah. Uh, they were going to kill Beale okay. and blame it on the A-team. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So they kind of have a talk. He tells her what's going on. Uh, that I think that Lynch is kind of onto her and like gives her like a burner cell phone, right? Right. Uh, while this is going on, um, they're the 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 last transfer of the plates is going on. So the A team uh, are like go to intercept the plates. I love the sequence. Like B A is like posing as a window washer on like across the street from the building and like Hannibal's like going down the side of the building and he fires like a rocket or something and like breaks the glass just as Hannibal gets there and he like or it's like a gas container isn't it because then like because then like Hannibal it's a smoke screen okay so then Hannibal gets in there he throws uh the air about the window and Murdoch catches him with a helicopter which I'm like okay I'll (laughs) yeah I'm not gonna believe this that's a little that's a little yeah, it's a little bit much. Um, and then, like, he gets the case, uh, but then the case gets shot out of his hand by Pike. I love that little bit where, like, B.A. is basically, like, sliding down the side of the building on the rope. Yep. Uh, it's 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 really cool looking. Um, I remember that being so, in the trailer. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Pike catches up with B.A. and beats him up, and B.A. won't fight back. And then, I like, every time I watch this movie, I laugh because Hannibal straight up hits Pike with a car going pretty fast. And, like... Pike just like gets up and is like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. And I'm like, you just got hit by a car really hard. Like, how did you just get up and you're not at least like limping or anything? Um, Cause then like he chases him and he's shooting at him, but then the cops and Jessica Beale come to arrest him. And uh, Tush told me his favorite line is when uh, Pike is like, yeah, that's about the right amount of cops. <laughs> like, 30 cops. Oh, like, he has some good lines. I mean, he's like, Yo, final request. Don't let this guy shoot me. <laughs> oh, that is we'll get to that. That is one of my favorite sequences. Like, I legitimately laugh at that sequence uh when it when it happens. So um so at this point they 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 have the they have the plates, they have uh the Arab, and they find out that the Arab is uh General Morrison, right? Like yes. that's the big reveal, is that yep. that was General Mor- that was General Morrison and that he was working with uh Pike and Lynch the whole time. But then, like, him and Pike decided to cut Lynch out of the plan, and that's, like, where they ended up, like, framing the A-team, right? Like, or am I not stating that right? See, this is where it gets tricky, because the plot is incomprehensible. Um, I think you're right. <laughs> I think, yeah, they, 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 cut out, they cut out Lynch, but I don't, I don't know why they had to frame the A-team to do it. Well, and I don't know why, like, because it seemed like. Well, because I think they wanted it to seem like they, you know, like uh, it was completely on Pike. Like they wanted it to seem like Morrison was dead, maybe, or. I don't well, know. Yeah, they want- I don't know the motivation because Lynch knew Pike was working for him. Like Lynch knew that Pike's Pike's plan with with uh, with uh, Morrison, the, the three of their plan was to steal the plates. Like they all three of them knew who was involved. So when one dies, it's not gonna they're, they're gonna know who did it. Well, anyways, so it's kind of confusing, but basically the Arab is Morrison, but like we don't really get too long with him because then uh Lynch sends like a plane to like take out the warehouse they're in. 
uh, Lynch, so uh, Morrison's dead. The A-team survived. They have the plates. Um, but so the plan that they concoct is they know that Lynch is still listening to Jessica Beale's phone calls. So they call her and basically are like, yeah, we have the plates and like General Morrison's still alive. And we're going to like, we'll give them both to you for like immunity. And they set up like a uh, meeting point because they know that Lynch is listening to him. Right. right. Yes. Also, and this is the scene we were talking about where like Jessica Beale has Pike like and is trying to interrogate him, but then Lynch comes and like takes him out and, and is gonna kill him, and that's when he's like in the back seat. And it's just like a really funny bit with this guy's like trying to put on like he he thinks it's a silencer, but he's like, oh no, it's a suppressor suppressor, and he's like trying to like trying to yeah. like screw it in. He's got it like pointed toward his head, and I don't know that whole bit always is very yeah. funny. Said, well, also like, there's that great line before that where. He, where she's like, you don't, you know, you don't play by any rules. It's like we have rules. Our rules are just way cooler than yours. <laughs> but you're right. There is that great bit where Pike's like, final request. Just like if you're gonna kill me, don't let him be this guy. Yeah. Um, well, it's also the way the guy's doing it is like there's a good chance the bullet could go through and hit the other guy. A suppressor is still gonna make a lot of noise in a in a closed off car. You know, it's just it's, like yeah, like these guys were not used to killing people. It's a really, it's a really funny sequence, but that's, that's like, while that's going on, that's where they find out the like fake phone call where they think Morrison's still alive in the plates. And so he's basically like, Hey Pike, you want to work with us to try and figure this out? Um, face makes a plan. That's like, I feel like one of the weird kind of like subplots of this movie is like face becoming like making plans or something. And he doesn't like at the beginning, he's very, he doesn't make plans and he doesn't think things through. And that's why he got caught by the general. But then at the end of the movie, this plan is his, like, that's like a through line, right? Like for some yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I, okay. This is where I, so they, they have to, they're going through an airport. Right. And like, there's that funny little bit where like, BA's got like the big like uh like African disguise and yes. like, Murdoch is supposed to be a um South African like a rabbi. Oh, a rabbi, that's right. But like their passports get switched and then like he has to speak Swahili to the guy and I like when face is like you speak Swahili and he's like you don't. But then like it's like it looks like a normal airport but then they walk out and like BA thinks they're taking a boat but they're taking a plane like a plane that lands in the water. A seaplane. A seaplane, but somehow they get the seaplane to just land right next to this like boat, this big tanker that they end up getting on board, cargo ship. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like why does this plane just meet up with some random cargo ship for them? You know, I don't know. I guess there's not really an answer. For no. Um, so it, it's uh, so they could fit another. I don't want to get on no plane joke into the movie. Well, that know? is funny because uh, Murdoch knocks him out and he falls over and they're like, what did we tell you, Murdoch? They're like, you got to, you got to catch him after you inject him. Because oh, when, we, uh, we forgot the weird thing about how they have to keep bribing BA with gourmet food. Yeah. With uh, like, uh, and toast points because yeah. when he wakes up in the cargo ship, he's like, why do I feel like I fell on my face? Um, <laughs> But anyway, so that we they're in the cargo ship, they're working on their plan uh, on their way to like uh, the port of L.A. That's where you get like the second kind of classic AT montage of this movie, where they're like, they're, you kind of don't know what they're doing, and they're they're building stuff and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay, so the final sequence of this is in the port of Los Angeles. A lot of shit goes down in the port of Los Angeles. Yes. Um, somehow they're making it seem like moving those giant shipping crates is probably a lot easier than it is because they're like just like moving them all around and like um, they like send out these remote control cars. And I like the fact that we're at this point we're supposed to be like, is BA still practicing nonviolence? But he like shoots those fireworks and blows up like ten CIA guys who are by that car. So it's like, well, he's clearly not nonviolent anymore. Um, also, Tannehill told him that Gandhi said he was a pussy. So basically, yeah, he's like okay, you know. And then Pike shoots the cargo ship with a rocket launcher. Why does that ship? One blow up so fast, and two keep blowing up because it keeps blowing up, and like the the uh, shipping crates just keep flying like all over the place. <laughs> like, yeah, there's probably some flammable stuff in there. Explosive <laughs> stuff? Yes. Yeah, it, probably. It, it, there was fireworks. Well, okay, fair enough. So, uh, like, uh, all the shits going down, and like, 
Uh, Pike is chasing Face, and like he's got him pinned down, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you." So be a <laughs> so stupid. The second time in the movie, he randomly has a motorcycle. Yep. I don't know where he got the motorcycle, but he drives the motorcycle up, jumps off it. Pike shoots the motorcycle. Motorcycle blows up. He lands. Um, <laughs> B.A. picks up Pike and essentially just, like, I don't know, suplexes him on his neck and kills him. Yes. That's basically yeah. it. It is so great. He just jumps up there, picks him up, slams him down on his head, and faces like, yeah! And then, like, he <laughs> takes off his, like, winter hat, and you see he's got his mohawk back. So he's like, I guess one of the other through lines of this movie is B.A. discovering the joy of killing people again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it is a very violent death of Pike, because he literally just slams him right down on his head, and he's just like, he's dead. Um, okay. So uh, Lynch catches up with Hannibal, and at this point, like, they still think that uh, he's got General Morrison because they have, like, a guy who's, like, head's, like, covered, and you keep hearing him saying, like, don't do this, Hannibal, don't do this. So you think it's still uh, uh, Morrison, uh, and, like, Lynch shoots him, and there's, like, blood, and you're like, oh, he killed Morrison. And I kind of like that little bit where uh, Hannibal, I think, like, lets Lynch beat him up a little bit to make him think that he's tough. And then, like, Hannibal literally just kicks the shit out of him. Yes. And he's like, oh, your jujitsu sucks, and so does your Muay Thai. And then they, like, lift up the canister, the canister, the uh, shipping crate, and, like, Jessica Beale, and they're all there, and they arrest Lynch. Uh, and it turned out it was, like, uh, Murdoch, and they had made, like, a helmet out of uh, uh, um, steel. Metal. Well, with the, they melted down uh, like flak jackets, wasn't it? They melted down like bulletproof vests and like Kevlar. Kevlar, so yeah, they, yeah. They, oh, that's they made that Kevlar. So, anyways, so then that's when we get the John Hand cameo. Uh, he shows up to take Lynch away. His name is also Lynch. Uh, but then Jessica Beale's boss is like, "Hey, guess what? Like, we're still gonna arrest the A team because we got to pin this on somebody." Um, Jessica Beale uh, makes out with Face, but also like slips him like the uh, tongue. The tongue, but also the uh, key to the handcuffs. Uh, so they're in the back of the van. They're like, oh, how are we going to get out? And I think I think that's when Face is like, oh, not to step on your line, boss, but I love it when a plan comes together because he's got the key. And then we get the last little bit is like the classic like beginning of the A-Team show, which I like the callback to it where they do. They kind of like do it just like the opening of the show. They show clips from the movie and yep. they talk about how like, you know, if you can find them, you could hire, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then. That's the end of the movie. And like uh, Trish said earlier, if you go all the way to the end of the credits, you get the two cameos that they cut from uh, Dirk Benedict and Dwight Schultz. Yeah. In the movie. Which weren't – you you could have pretty easily got those into the movie, and I don't think they'd feel that out of place. Yeah, I was like, wondering if they were in the extended cut at all or no. I can't remember. They I think the Dirk Benedict one might be in the extended. I'll have to rewatch it. So I just have the DVD of it, so I'll have to hook up a DVD player. But like – there's yeah, it's like I think the one might have made it in there. The extended cut is available on Prime too for free as okay. well. Okay, and I think I think it it might be a different scene with Dwight Schultz and Murdoch. Like I think he just like it just shows him like watching from the other side of a two way mirror. You know, one of the things we didn't mention too, like we talked about that. One way we, we, that's the end of the movie, anyways. But we didn't. I, I, this movie essentially has a cold open. Like all that stuff in Mexico is like the first twenty minutes of the yeah. movie. Like, I mean, we breeze through it, but it's like this movie's like what, like a hair under two hours? No, it's like but two it's, hours and oh, maybe it is under two hours. Hold on. But but really, that that like beginning is like twenty minutes, and it's like a cold open because yeah, it's, it's like one hundred twenty minutes. Or, but it, it, I guess it kind of works because it is kind of like the origin story of this version of the A-Team. So, yeah. um, and they needed to tell that. They needed to kind of like – they needed to introduce yeah. a new audience to the to the A-Team. And um, I don't think it really messes up the pace because, I mean, no, I don't think so. with all of our asides, we got th through this pretty quickly. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. I think this movie moved – I don't think there's anything that lags in this movie. Um did you notice, Dave, uh, and I saw this in the notes, but, like, when they go to rescue Face in Mexico, when, like, Hannibal jumps out of the van, he's got that. They say it's a Ruger yeah. Mini 14 F30 GB semi-automatic rifle, which is, like, the gun that they always used in the... I yeah. was going to bring that up. Yeah, they always had that gun. Yeah, George <laughs> Tapar definitely always had it. Um, do you uh, have some role reversals? Yes. There's so get? many for oh, this. Oh, my God. Like, because... <laughs> I think because oh, I was like, I think. Go ahead. There, when I was going through looking at some, not to step on your thing, 
there were just so many, and a lot of them were like, well, that's not really official, you know? Well, no, I'm sure none of these are. Um, but the movie went through a lot of, you know, it's been in development since the 90s, the early 90s. So it's gone through a lot of iterations. Um, so I'm sure a lot of these are uh, from older versions of the script or older ideas or whatever. Uh, but I got some for pretty much everybody. So uh, for BA, Ice Cube was at one point attached to this. Too pudgy. Uh, Mahir- Mahershala <laughs> Ali. Too skinny. Yep. Common. No. Uh, too common. Yeah. Uh, and then the game. So. Too face. Yeah. Tattooey. Uh, for Murdoch. <sighs> These all seem kind of right, but also kind of wrong. Uh, Woody Harrelson. All right, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Ryan Reynolds. You can't have Murdoch be more handsome than Faith. That's true. He's a little too handsome, I think. Sean William Scott. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. Right. All right, so I'll, I'll do Hannibal last. For Faith, the only one I saw was Tom Cruise. Yeah. Which, you know, okay, fine. It would have been a much older Tom Cruise or a much older face. Um, So for Hannibal, apparently this role got kicked around a lot. So we've got Harrison Ford. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Mm. George Clooney. Eh. No. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Way too old. Yeah, but I think he would have done it, though. Uh, could Could have done it. Kurt Russell. Yeah. I think he'd have been good. Uh, Schwarzenegger, no, nah. too German. Bill pa- <laughs> Bill Paxton, no. Uh, you know if they're making a new TV version, obviously when Paxton was alive, maybe I would yeah. say okay, but not movies. <laughs> Brian Bosworth, <laughs> that just has to that has to be made up. Yeah, Howie Long, <laughs> again, no. Uh, Stephen Lang, uh, maybe Stephen Lang. Uh, yeah, Stephen Lang. I mean, yeah. Michael Bean. I think Michael Bean would have been okay. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges would have been pretty good. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, Ed Harris. Don't yeah. worry, guys. There's only like 12 more. Just go yeah. through them a little uh, faster. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Josh Brolin. Dennis Quaid. John Travolta. Nicholas Cage. Michael Keaton. Alec Baldwin. Ron Perlman. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Steven Seagal. <laughs> That's in- Some of those are insane. You didn't mention the the, the thing. The John Singleton. The John Singleton thing. You didn't mention yeah. that. That he was originally. Or are you getting to it? Go ahead. No, go ahead. You just. I thought you were naming all the people and you didn't say this. So go ahead. No. Well. Well. No. I mean, I saw John Singleton was going to uh, was attached and was going to direct this. But go ahead with the rest of it. But he had a cast. Yeah. Like, he said in that, mind. Oh, we'll we're stepping just, all go over. Ahead, just do the cast. Go. So go. Just do it. So. John Singleton, who was apparently originally going to direct it, says that his cast that he originally had was Mel Gibson as Hannibal, which I know Dave loves because he's a Mel Gibson slappy. Yep, true. Uh, Christian Bale as Face, which I can't picture Christian Bale being in the movie. Oh, I, I absolutely can. Uh, Jim Jim Carrey as Murdoch, which I actually don't like, and then The Rock as BA, which I could maybe see The sure. Rock as. I feel like The Rock is almost like face on you know face, but pumped up. Like yeah, I don't know. I think The Rock is almost too nice and not gruff enough to be BA. I guess it depends on which version of The Rock we're talking about. Like yeah. just out of the WWE Rock when he was like still just a True. normal big guy, or now when he's basically like the Hulk in real life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, LPJ. We it's got excited fine. No, about that. it's fine. Please, Continue. we, we thought you genuinely it. didn't see it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else that anyone wants to mention as far as the movie or anything like that before we get into our ratings? No, I think um, we're good. I, I'm good. No, I think I'm good. All right, then let's rate this thing. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Um. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Uh, like I said, this is only the second time I've seen the movie. I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. I liked it a lot the second time I saw it. Um, it is kind of incomprehensible, the plot. I really couldn't tell who double-crossed who, who was... Who was working for who? I mean, we kind of figured it out, but it doesn't really matter. 
Uh, the cast is great. I think, I think of all the combinations of casts they could have, this is probably the one that makes the most sense and I think works the best. Um, yeah, it's just a fun movie. Like, don't, you know, maybe don't get caught up in the plot. Maybe don't get caught up in the ridiculousness of it. Just enjoy it for what it is. Um, I would definitely watch it again. I'm going to go three and a half machine guns. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I really enjoy this movie. I've seen it a ton of times. Uh, I think the cast is great. Uh, I think it does a good job of kind of capturing the spirit of the show without with, with being able to translate it. You know, I, I feel like that's a lot of uh, problems that they have with a lot of movies or TV shows are trying to turn into movies where they either go too crazy different or they try and stick too true to what the show is and this i feel like does a very good job of taking the spirit of the show but turning it into a movie i wish it would have done better so there could have been a franchise um yeah some of the plot doesn't make sense and it's dumb but it's fun i like the action sequences i'm gonna go uh three and a half machine guns as well um i'm i I definitely agree with a lot lot of what you're all saying i mean it's it's, i feel like yeah there's some parts that are a little confusing but you don't really need to understand it, still have fun. You know, it's like, yeah, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, you know? like, And so, I, yeah, I just really enjoy it. I think it's true to the show. Again, it's not disrespectful or anything, smashing the van aside. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm going to give it um, four machine guns. I, I really enjoy it quite a bit. All right. Sweet. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I, w- I won't begrudge you for those four machine guns. I was maybe pretty close to it. I, I do really like this movie. It's something that anytime I'm flipping around and it's on like USA or whatever, I'm going to watch a little bit of it. You know, I don't disagree with you there. All right. Well, I don't so- disagree with uh, people going to GameZillaMedia.com and uh, checking out our Discord. Um, so go to GameZillaMedia.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, click our Discord link, and join us on Discord. And you know, tell us what you think of this movie or any movie. Um, we had a rousing discussion of anime at one point um, on our podcast, which uh, nobody seemed to appreciate. Uh, and by nobody, I mean Hovercraft Joe. Um, but everybody else in the channel seemed to like it. Uh, so we talk about well, all kinds Hovercraft of things. Hovercraft Joe was just like, well, I don't like a certain type of anime. Yeah. And it's called true. hentai and it's art. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a deleted scene from The Office. They find out that Stanley's instead of playing crosswords, has been looking at hentai the whole time. That's funny. Um, yeah, we're also available every Monday wherever podcasts are available. And um, yeah, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, until Elon Musk shuts it down or renders it uh, into something. <laughs> uh, he saved it. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Maybe he'll buy, yeah, he'll buy Discord. It'll be great. He's essentially, <laughs> oh. he is essentially a Bond villain. Yeah. I mean, in in the sense that it's like a Roger Moore Bond villain where I'm rooting for the villain. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, um, hey, I just want to throw my voice into a cause, which is Joe uh, Hovercraft Joe tell me about it, and the guys from Legend of Retro are total cowards for not coming on to talk about the Hudson Hawk video game. I think that needs to be known, and people need to spread the word on that. Yeah, I, I do feel like our last episode we called them out, and like there was nothing on the Discord, just silence from yeah, all that's the what cowards do all the Legend of Retro guys. Like they didn't even even like, hey, that wasn't cool that you guys said that. They just ignored it, and we know that they listen. Maybe we know maybe one of them listens. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> I can too. guarantee you, my brother does not listen to this show. <laughs> he barely listens to it when he's on it. So yeah. <laughs> that's the whole uh, thing uh yeah come out of retirement and cover the hudson hawk game that's all we want you to do that's it we'll give you the air we'll give you the air time yeah that's all we're saying like it's if, not if you don't if they don't do it then putin wins <laughs> wow i don't know how that has anything to do with it but we'll take it we'll take it uh anything else you want to plug dave no nope, no nope. the tush sorry Nope, nope, I'm good. Um, I'm, you know, I always have a great time. Thank you for having me. Sure. And, uh, yeah, when, when my things I want to plug are more in fruition, I'll plug them. But right now, I'm all good. And right. we should we should say, if it wasn't clear, no tush in this movie, though. No tush. No, no tush. Not even, not a no single tush. And, and, uh, some, and, you know, some of those tushes are high-quality tushes, you know. But <laughs> Well, 
One of these we, we know how you feel about Liam Neeson, so. <laughs> if only John Hamm could have shown up and he goes, here's my tush, then move on. There it is. There it is. There you go. All right. All well, right. I think well, we're good. Thanks, thanks again, Tush. We always appreciate you being on. Always enjoy being on here. Well, that said, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.